0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to Look Who's Talking, Mao. I am your host, Chris Maury, and joining me today is singer, songwriter, very talented musician, and friend of mine, Jake Wells. What's going on, Chris? How you doing, man? Good. Good. It's good to see you. Uh, Jake used to work for me at Record Bar, and uh, with the re- uh, release show coming up and EP out, I wanted to have you on. Uh, so let's start with this. When you were a young, young lad, how old were you, probably? When you when you guys started doing this uh, Christian family. Choring act like a Partridge Family,
1: but but for Jesus, dude. My dad had us singing in nursing homes when I was like seven. Seven, wow. Yeah, so we started we started uh, doing like Wednesdays at nursing homes, going in and singing like hymns to a congregation of terribly old people. Mm-hmm. I remember Penny. It smells weird in there. It smells very strange. Yeah, I think it kind of <laughs> traumatized me. I I really I would love to be somebody that could. Um, like continue the, you know, the good work at the nursing homes, but I'm, I'm kind of shot out about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I did some construction work in, uh, and one of those homes for about two weeks
1: and it's, uh, it's a lot. It's weird being with a group of people that like know that death is right around the corner and that, and that some are so close to death that they've forgotten Mm -hmm. that death is right around the corner. Yeah. And you're kind of sitting there with this perspective of how heavy that is and and there's like some realization in that in the building and and some uh, like that it's like almost this pity that you're like oh you don't know Uh, i don't like it yeah i like it (laughs) death has been freaking me out lately man yeah yeah i saw this i think his name is brian green maybe was this uh joe rogan had him on his podcast and he wrote a book about the in like the entire life of the universe Hmm. so from the beginning of time to the like postulated end of time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he kind of started talking about how quick like we are yeah which we all hear but for some reason it just hit me hard and i'm like man that freaks me out dude
0: oh that we're just here for like yeah basically me. like half a minute and it freaks then we're
1: me out that, like we don't know anything about death i don't yeah. know that i don't like that <laughs> i don't want to think that's life's great <laughs> mystery is what well, is that well what's going on there one of the interesting things that he said is humans are the only species that we know of that know they're going to die and that's one of the things that makes us completely special is that no other mammal that we know of knows it's going to die and it kind of changes the entire path of like our consciousness and what we Mm -hmm. i don't know i how we do things how we live is completely surrounded by this realization that we all know oh I am going to cease to exist at one, at some point. At some point, yeah. Ah, oh, that's freaky.
0: <laughs> well, now that we are off on the brightest note possible, um, <laughs> so did you guys do a lot of traveling, or were you just going into these into these homes on the Wednesdays? Or, I, think
1: I think it started really honestly, man. My dad loved to sing. He had he has a vocal a, a, a master's in vocal performance. Okay. She had a family that was obviously like musically talented, mm-hmm. liked to sing. He had five. You know, there's five kids so i think he really wanted to take the opportunity to like create something special that he had that worked in his world and in mm-hmm. his family and what he knew people respected in in his circle and that was ministry gospel preaching the you know the the good word mm-hmm. and i think he took advantage of that and then i think my family in general is charismatic enough where he was like you know what I could definitely monetize this. Yeah, not to say that that was his main. I I truly think his intentions were really pure, and like I believe God calls us to you know all that. Mm -hmm. But there, I definitely think there was a piece of it that was like, this is working and people really dig it, and we might as well, you know, tread off the beaten path here. Yeah, which I respect about him a lot.
0: Did that always make you want to do something in music from from that young of an age or is that something you had to like kind of come back to
1: over time? I got so much positive attention
2: mm-hmm.
1: from singing uh, from I mean starting as young as seven in these nursing homes we got so much positive affirmation from that mm-hmm. that I think this like my psyche growing up and building who I am was really influenced heavily by you know what everybody likes about you Jake your're musical ability mm-hmm. and I, I I think it would be naive of me to say that that didn't play a huge role yeah I really didn't ever consider being anything but a musician yeah I always wanted to be a singer I didn't know I didn't know I was gonna create music I didn't know I was gonna play an instrument I knew that my voice I knew that I was really good mm-hmm. at singing like from a just probably from people saying it but yeah I felt that so I knew it was gonna be something I didn't know what capacity until later on when I went to school in Colorado I thought I was gonna be a film score composer Mm. that was my that was my whole goal and then I realized I'm like nah I want to be in front of the cameras first
2: yeah and then I'll
1: and then and then we'll talk about you know kind of being behind the the veil of of the creative world in that way
0: yeah Jordan your brother was supposed to come as well uh, but he had a scheduling conflict but you guys uh, write music together fairly often. Talk to me about a little bit about that writing process since you guys were starting off so young, and then have you guys always written together, or was it a thing as you guys got older, you're like, hey, let's start writing stuff together?
1: Well, I think I think there's always been, from my side, there's always been a lot of admiration and respect for his um, like poetic nature, mm-hmm. his ability to take an abstract idea, paint a picture, it through poetry and make you feel something i've always really respected about him um so i think it's morphed over time especially like um i think together we realized that one of the most maybe successful recipes we have is creating music together letting me do what i'm really good at which is singing and performing and being being on stage the process itself i think has taken time to really figure out how it works and now we're in a really cool spot yeah. Where I'll have one snippet of an idea and bring it to him, he'll have an idea and bring it to me and together we go, let's create something cool together. Yeah. This recent EP that we put out Sunday morning was the heaviest combination of like a collaborative effort, really wholly collaborative between him, myself and and other bandmates, mm-hmm. you know, at times historically like my catalog has been really primarily my writing Mm -hmm. and I just think it's so much better um, with with other minds and other creative forces in play yeah um, that I'm really I'm really excited about where it is now and how we work together sometimes we'll create ideas and send logic files to each other and I'll say hey here's my idea it's recorded we have like I have my rough he'll send something back with all of these beautiful guitars and all of this like really cool ideas and we'll work like that. Sometimes it's a little more analog where we're at practice creating a song together. Yeah. That's interesting. And you guys every once in a while you you uh have a
0: band called Older Brother with your sister as well. Yeah. You guys all kinda uh play songs together?
1: I think we we created Older Brother as an attempt to house a project that could explore um a different side of my writing, Jordan's writing, and um uh shine a light on my little sister, Brooke, Mm -hmm. her writing. She's a beautiful, beautiful artist, beautiful mind, and has uh, just, she's all heart. Yeah. So we really wanted a way to do that because growing up, like you said, singing Partridge Family, doing this silly stuff, we have a connection in terms of like harmony and Mm -hmm. musically creating together that is really special. And I think we wanted to figure out how to do that together. We also really wanted to have a project that could promote uh, women's safety,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which was our primary goal with Older Brother. Right now, it's on the right now it's on the back burner for me just because I've got so much going on with right. Jake Wells. Mm-hmm. But the project is basically in a gestation period with tracks. We're creating music, not really worrying about playing shows at the moment, um, and just enjoying each other's writing styles and uh, and putting that. On paper yeah in a way that we can document it you know and come back cool
0: but you talked a little bit about it already but you have a
1: a new EP out talk to me about this uh, this new EP Sunday morning Sunday morning yeah yeah the EP is something that I'm so insanely proud of partially because it has challenged me my normal like neurological pathways and how I create music when you bring in four other people and say let's do this together, those pathways kind of shift and and fork off. Um, we added a trombone player. Yeah, so it sounds this- amazing too. By thank the way, thank you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was going to ask you if you listened. Yeah, it. I listened to it. Uh, yeah, I listened to it the day of the of the housewarming party the other day. I like kind of turned it on while we were walking around cleaning up stuff, and then I listened to it today too.
1: Nice. Um, we it was recently described as funkadelic bluesy eyed soul mm-hmm. music soul rock funkadelic bluesy eyed soul rock bluesy eyed uh, bluesy eyed which i just love i'm like yeah <laughs> the image that i was trying to capture throughout the ep was like the southern minister who like got finished like preaching and like went to a bar got like drunk at a bar alone kind of loosened his tie mm-hmm. and then that night had like a rock show for some reason hmm. and that's kind of this picture that I wanted to create yeah there is with the whole Sunday morning theme like the whole like religious sort of aspect there's a little bit of angst a little bit of like sacrilege and, yeah. and uh, in there for me but that's just because that's where I'm at right now yeah um I'm really I'm really proud of how we defined it and where we put it And like I said earlier, it really is a beautiful collaboration of myself, Jordan, Tyler, the bass player in my band, Trevor, the trombone player, and Blair, uh, the percussionist. Yeah, and
0: I've known Blair and Jordan for years. It's been a long time, since back in the Claire audience days and the Atlantic and all that.
1: Man, that was my, you know, as a kid, I was was 16 years old watching my brother be, you know, a rock star. Yeah. (laughs) It was so enticing. Yeah. I wanted that so badly. And... You know, I think it took a while for me to figure out how that how that can work for me. Luckily, Jordan and Blair from that project were both on board, yeah. down to do it. that's awesome.
0: And Paul Malinowski was the uh, the engineer and producer of this. Yep, that massive sound. Yeah, obviously we know Paul from from working at Record Bar, but uh, he did a
1: fantastic job on this. It sounds really great. Paul's Studio, I like as a keys, like I'm a you know keys player primarily. Mm-hmm. Paul Studio is just amazing. He's got a Hammond B three. He's got a beautiful, uh, baby grand. He's got a vent. He's got a Rhodes, you know, with a Fender, you know, cabinet. Mm-hmm. Everything you could want as far as analog sounds for classic keys. I, I feel like that was amazing. yeah. I watched. I'm really,
0: exci- I'm really proud of that. I really I watched that uh, little uh, YouTube clip you guys put up of the behind the scenes or or whatnot of you guys all talking about it.
1: Yeah, we totally didn't mean to do that. The camera was rolling and I, I was just talking about it. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? Don't delete that.
2: yeah was actually hold kind on of to a that. cool insight. Yeah.
1: I don't know. his it, That massive sound. You know, there are a lot of studios in Kansas City. I mean, a lot of hidden gems. And I think massive sound is one of them. It's like a labyrinth that just really uh, implores creativity, in my opinion. I think it's a great place to create something. Yeah. Um, and Isaac Hayes recorded on that board. The, yeah. Yeah, he recorded Shaft on that board. That's Paul. Yeah, Paul has... Uh, yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's like, oh,
0: shit, there's some history behind this. this 100%. We're recording on. But speaking of which, you do have a show coming up at Record Bar. Yeah. Um, on the... 13th. 13th. Friday the 13th. That's creepy.
1: But I we'll... Fe- uh, <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. Friday the 13th, man. Yeah, yeah we'll and be... we
1: put the EP out on February 29th. Okay. So the the, the dates are just filled with fun, one-of-a-kind. Yep. And that's with uh, Westside Royal,
0: who's also doing a release. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Philistines are on that as well. I saw the Philistines last night. Oh, you went to the, yeah. the Bernie thing?
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Calvin was playing, Calvin Arsenio. Yep. Local, beautiful harpist. Who's... Yeah.
0: I'm going to have him on here eventually. I need to.
1: I have... So much respect for that person. Me too. I just, he's just like so. His soul is so, uh, just his resolve. Yeah, is so pure and so intense.
0: Yeah, his well, his uh, his last show that he did at Record Bar, he like made, almost made me cry like three times.
1: He opened. <laughs> yeah, he he opened for me in that show that we did when I was on the Voice. Yeah, we did that show uh, the watch party. Yeah, and he opened for that, and I just remember. The night begins with this six foot fire. Like, a, how tall is Calvin? This He's really giant, tall. He's very tall. This giant man coming in. He just comes in in this beautiful gown, throwing rose petals through the crowd as he goes on stage. Yeah. Like, man, you are you are awesome. <laughs>
0: uh, well, speaking of, of that show, The Voice, you were on season 15 of The Voice. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, heard of that show or have seen that show. Uh, but they don't really know how any of that works at all. So let's—I uh, want to kind of dig into that a little bit because okay. that's fascinating for people to hear. Like, kind of, this is how I got there. This is what we did while we were there. Those kind of
1: things. You're probably right. Yes. Yeah. Well, and especially for people that are interested in <clears throat> pursuing it. Right. Exactly. Um, so how did your how did your uh, audition come about? Okay. So the audition came about. I recorded. So uh, my song "Roll Like Thunder," which mm-hmm. was the first song I recorded and released in Kansas City, that f- somehow found a like marginal level of success. Yeah. Enough so that the, um, the casting department that is hired to cast the show. Um, the voice, uh, was searching. They'll search in cities, right? they found an interview where I did, uh, a, a live version of roll like thunder mm-hmm. and they just emailed me. Hmm. And, um, so I get an email from what's called McNulty casting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're like, we'd like to consider, you know, we'd like for you to audition for the voice, and I'm like, this is a fucking scam. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how this happens yeah. at all. No way. And then I was like, you know, this kind of does seem legit. So I emailed them back. Yeah, it wasn't recommended, but what I ended up doing, there wasn't an audition that was closer than ten hours from Kansas City mm-hmm. on season during season during the auditions for season fifteen. So I I told them I'm I'm like well will you guys pay for me to come out and audition? Uh, and they were like no not at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like okay well in that case, I was putting out my EP. I was working on my EP Orange and Blue mm-hmm. at that point. So I was putting all of my like financial resources into into that project. And I told them I'm like you know I I really don't have the resources to on a one in fifty thousand chance that I'm going to be on the show to spend. Time off work, spend money on housing and all and all this stuff to go like audition. Right. It's like, can I do it online? And they said we really don't recommend that, but you can I send in videos. Mm-hmm. So I sent in videos, and I went through, I went through four rounds of auditions just online, hmm. sending in videos, doing covers, interviews. They'll they'll send out you a questionnaire. They want you to record yourself answering questions. They're trying to find a story they're trying to they're trying right. to figure out are you marketable are you viable can we sell you what makes you interesting yeah that's like 50 to 60 to 70 percent yeah
0: it. yeah where you're like oh you could sing pretty good you but, can sing good Great. but hey you're a you're a single mother of one and you right. have a like, like tragedy a, in your yeah, life yeah. There's,
1: a, there's 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 an easy picture to paint where the audience, it's very easy to paint a picture where the audience wants you to o- overcome a. They want to see triumph. Right. They want to see you succeed. If we can paint that picture, then we have a show. It
0: is a TV show after They're all. They very got a uh, yeah.
1: Oh, and I don't think you know. I think that's a really. I think people know that. And I yeah. Think that's yeah, a, yeah. I don't think that's a, a slam by any means. The weird thing for me that I always tell people that reach out to me and say, "Hey, what do you recommend?" as I'm approaching this audition process is unfortunately you know in some ways unfortunately they're not going to write your story for you you have to pick Mm -hmm. you have there there are a thousand different perspectives that you can come on your life um weird sentence there yeah but yeah um, that was yeah phrasing uh, a little uh, bit (laughs) (laughs) there are thousands of ways that you can do it yeah at some point, you just have to say, "Here's my story. Here's what makes me relatable. Here's why someone would be interested in me." For me, it was, I'm fucking Partridge Family, was touring around the country singing gospel music, for five years. You know, for yeah. years of my childhood. That's interesting. Yeah. What I've learned actually is that's not that interesting. Like a lot, of, way more people than have you done think that have done that. Huh.
0: I get Well, I guess if you're just not, if you're not in the know, if you're not bro you got to get in the or world you're like you're not in there you See wouldn't, you at the next Southern no Gospel Convention,
2: yeah.
0: dog. <laughs> the next IHOP conference or whatever. Oh man,
1: whatever. Oh, triggered. Dude. <laughs> I'm fucking triggered. The process was really cool and eventually they said, "Okay, you've made it past a certain point. You've made it to the fifth, sixth round of auditions. We'll fly you out to LA to do what's called the executives. That's the that's the final round of uh, of auditions where McNulty will is still the casting is the casting company this is a third party company Mm -hmm. and then at some point mcnulty has their top maybe 200 candidates for a season and mcnulty sends that to nbc and then nbc has the final say and says here are the people that we want to consider for blinds Hmm. from your department's recommendations and now
0: blinds are the ones where all the judges are turned around from you and you just Built, built your heart out and then they it's a classic. if they like you, they turn you around it's a classic or they turn around
1: yeah well hopefully
0: yeah hopefully and that was with yours too it was like you were coming up on the last like Dude, couple I, notes of the song oh I
1: totally didn't think I was gonna I 100% did not think I was gonna I was gonna make it
0: yeah I mean yeah what was that feeling like you're just up there can you even it's usually it's stage lights so it's very hard to see anything but I'm sure they're all well lit so you could see that
1: well yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, you from like a physical perspective, you totally could see them Yeah. from a mental perspective. You're blind. Yeah. You're just blocking so, it out. You're just yeah, singing. Man, yeah. Your brain is just like, it's so, so, so scary. Yeah. It's so nerve wracking that just keeping composure and physically keeping composure, like for, with your voice, that's a, that's a challenge. Yeah. And I mean, I, we would talk about this, you know, the contestants while we were on blinds, you know, we would be out by a pool at the hotel and you'd hear some guy, you know, that you were about to do the blinds with singing on the guitar and he's singing this song and it's the best v- vocal performance you've ever heard. Yeah. And you go, well, I'm, oh, oh, shit. Shit. Yeah. I'm not that <laughs> good. Like I can't do that. I can't do yeah. that run. I can't do that roll. I don't have that mixed voice. I don't have that falsetto. I don't have this or that. And then what you learn eventually is that is not the biggest factor. Yeah. The biggest factor isn't <clears throat> how good are you at your best. The biggest factor is how good are you at your worst. Yeah. <laughs> how good are you when you are shaking and tremoring and uh, can't catch your breath?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I remember I I did security for American Idol like a few several seasons ago. Really? Did A uh, did casting here in Kansas City, and it was at the convention center and like one of their big ballrooms. And I was like main security. I was like by the late. I was the production. The main production lady's like, security detail. And I was with her pretty much all day. Her her dogs. Uh, but Bro, she, what she, was her name? I, oh, God, I can't what remember. What kind of dogs does she have? Like little, tiny... Um,
1: like little dogs.
0: Yeah, like little ee dogs. I don't no know what she shit. would even call... Like maybe shih tzus, maybe? Bro. I don't know. It might okay, be the same lady. Okay, well,
1: that's lady. coincidental because the, the main casting, the woman who owns... Her name is... Her last name is McNulty. First name, I'm blanking on... She. Was she, like, wild and rambunctious? Not really. She was just, like, she was in her office, like,
0: doing, obviously, like, bigger work than whatever else is going on in the room. Oh, but man. she's she it's was she was sitting there, like, doing a bunch of her stuff. And then, um, like, the production assistants were around me all the time. The line producers and stuff were around me all the time. And she did it for American Idol and for So You Think You Can Dance. Those are, like, her shows.
1: Anything? Did you have any, anything weird happen while you were...
0: Uh, the only thing weird is they, I told them that I might be moving out to LA and they were like, well, hit me up when you get out here and we might have a like production assistant where you're basically, you're just running and getting coffee and making sure people are in line. But the, the weirdest and oddest thing was when I was in the main room ballroom where everybody is gathered, all these people are gathered and they're all like about to go audition, everybody's singing like they're all singing songs together and all singing songs together so there's mm-hmm. one girl that I was like she's amazing she's like the best one mm-hmm. she didn't go through like she didn't get to go to hollywood or whatever Do, were, so but were you I, able
1: to I, see the I, auditions uh
0: i i believe i walked past when she was doing her audition gotcha but what happened is she had wore her voice out from being there for 10 hours <laughs> and singing with all of her all these soon to be new friends and things right. like that in these in these in these giant ballrooms and everybody's doing it but like some people are just not thinking about I can't blow my voice out in this ballroom with my with my friends singing because I have to go audition in like I don't know 3 hours because they don't tell you you
1: just are in this giant room and then they're like all right you come on Man learning how to warm up your voice is the weirdest thing. Yeah. I had the same experience you know when we were on when we were on filming days on mm-hmm. the voice You know, I'd be there with maybe 15 other contestants that, you know, were good friends at that point. I mean, you got, got, you know, people just walking around, hey, you know, just doing these, when you're like, okay, I mean, like, what? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I love it. You know, like, get warm. And then some people would, they wouldn't talk, wouldn't use their voice. Yeah. but you're just like, I'm
0: saving it. I'm not gonna, sorry, I won't sing that, uh, sitting on the dock of the bay with you and five other people, but I got to.
1: I tried to sit in the middle. I yeah. tried to sit in the middle, use it, you know, but, but do it do it in a thoughtful way.
0: I just, I just felt so bad for this girl who obviously was like definitely one of the most talented girls out there who just blew her voice out because she was having so much fun in yeah. the experience that she just didn't think, oh, I'm here for 10 hours today. I really need to hold this. Like I need to make sure that this is perfect when I go out. And do the audition.
1: That's what I really didn't that's what I really didn't want to do. Because that was the image I had in my head. When they when yeah. they emailed me, I was like, I don't want to be sitting in a room for eight, ten hours. How long how long was the so how long for your
0: blind, how long was the day of you being there for shooting and all of that?
1: Oh, your blind audition is a sixteen hour day. Yeah. Easily. But you all, had your family and stuff are, was there. Yeah.
0: Right? So you were probably hanging out with them most of the time, I'd assume. Or were you like were you guys all kind of in a, in a room together or?
1: Well, you... So, okay. So, uh, by law... Yeah. Um, any any um, TV company, anything that has you... If Chris Maori's face shows up on uh, film, on TV, mm-hmm. they're required by law to pay you a certain amount. Right. If your voice and your face show up at any point, yeah. they're required to pay you a certain amount. So... For the voice, it's super advantageous for them. If they're gonna have to pay you a certain amount to be on there at all, they're gonna get it all in in one day. Yeah, because they have to pay you by the day. Right. So, um, on the filming days, it was just you're just being dragged around by producers, getting different shots, doing different things. Walk down here, look at, gaze up at this window, tune the guitar. At one point, dude. <laughs> We were doing we were doing the B-roll for the blinds where I was going to be like my kind of like as they're introducing me, it's like my little montage. And they're like, okay, here, take this guitar, sit up on these steps and, and act like you're tuning the guitar. And I was like, okay. So I start tuning the guitar and I'm pu- plucking a string and they're like, okay, we got it. And then I look over and I'm totally plucking a different string than the one that I'm taking. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, man. I got one shot to, like, nail this, and I'm acting a fool.
0: Yeah, you can't miss your chance to blow, because this opportunity, it only
1: comes once in a lifetime. I was about to do it, and I didn't. (laughs) Jake, check yourself, dog. Bro, have you heard his, like, 30-second speed rap thing? No. Holy shit. Is it good? Apparently, it broke all records, and I'm pretty sure the record that it broke was his own. Oh, for most He fits more words words into a certain period of time. Than I think has ever been done before, hmm. and it's wild. Oh, yeah, I'll man. need to. I'll, I'll have to check that out. Let me tell you something. I can't do that. No, that's not my most world. Peop- most people can't. Yeah, oh, man, what a legend. <laughs> um, what?
0: Uh, so what? A, what's a story from that experience out there that you probably couldn't tell while you were doing all of your all the filming and all that stuff, but you can tell now, and it's not a big deal.
1: Well, to be to be honest with you, um, there are like. Hundreds of pages of contracts that I signed. Yeah. That I, there were words used like in per, what's that word? In per, in per, perpetuity. Yeah, I know what you're trying to percuity. say. Perpetuity. Well, I God. feel like a,
2: yeah, no, du, hold like
1: on. a real, like a dumbass In but, perpetuity. Perpetuity. Thank you. Those words were used a lot in those contracts. So, truthfully I, I'm not sure what I what, <laughs> what you're
0: allowed to talk about. what I'm allowed
1: to talk about even <laughs> yeah. now but I, but I mean I I can I, um, something from like when or even if it's
0: just all of you all hanging out at the because you guys all stayed in a hotel together the same hotel is that right
1: yes the contestants yeah
0: if, even if it's like some story like that that's Oh, totally okay I'll yeah. tell
1: you something um so nobody's allowed to know where you where you're at including what you're doing including the people that are at the hotel with you. <laughs> so you're so you're told to tell everyone that uh, if anyone asks that you're at a like a music camp, yeah, um, and <laughs> it, they really beat it into you like do not do not talk to anybody. One day, we were sitting at sitting in this hot tub with a couple contestants. This woman comes up, and dude, we're thinking they're like NBC spies. Oh, there's plants. They got like, a plant, making sure that like. If there's a contestant that's like got a loose mouth or something, they're gonna catch it, before, gonna catch it's, it. For, before it's before it's problem. this woman is in the hot tub, and of course, three of the people there are just singing, like Glee style. Just like this isn't real life, man. You yeah. can't just you gotta have some semblance of yeah. Don't be a weirdo about it. Yeah, we sing, but whistle every once in a while yeah. too. Like make it.
0: Yeah, it's not like in everyday life you're not. Hanging out with a bunch of friends just in a hot tub, just, just singing it, your ass
1: off. <laughs> this woman gets in the hot tub and she goes, What are you guys here for? And all of us kind of look at each other. We're like, I have music camp. And she goes, Really? I mean, are you guys like, uh, like on some sort of show and like trained? Like literally calls it out, like spells it out for us. And all of us are kind of starting to sweat. We're like, This is NBC Spy, man. We're about to get <laughs> kicked off this show because some. <laughs> So, yeah, so being, yeah, so how we're trained to, we're not allowed, you're not allowed to post any pictures on a social media, right. you can't geotag anything, no, nobody can know where you are, you're not allowed to drink while you're on the show, there were, there have been cases of, like, there's some pretty intense fans out there. Yeah. So they really, they really, like, get it into your head that, hey, this is, like, for your safety, if if it gets into the open that you're staying at this particular hotel, you know, like that, people... People can be kind of, kind of weird. They could show up, bro. There was a contestant that somebody killed. What? Yeah, man. There was a what? contestant that like won the show or was runner up, and they, she had a stalker. She got engaged, what? and he came up and he fucking killed her. What? Yeah, that a stalker is insane, on the voice. bro. And since that season, they've just they, all precautions. Like, they get real. They get they're real cautious. Wow, can you believe that? That a is stalker. nuts. Well, I it was real sad too. Yeah, so it was that's like beautiful young like you know like talented everything wow somebody killed her
0: that's insane i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to look up the news stories about that because i i didn't i never heard that that's wild though whoa
1: they were so nice yeah and to everybody that asked me about it I, i i recommend it yeah i'm so glad that i did it at this point uh coming up on a solid. I mean, it's been over. It's been. We're coming up on. I think two years. I don't even remember now because the whole. Process, almost two years. Yeah. The whole process think... was a year long, so yeah. my my brain is like, when did I do what? Yeah. The thing that I have taken away two years later is, dude, I still talk to, the other contestants on the show. Yeah. I still talk like, you. You make really great friends, and that is that's what's been timeless. That's what's carried through two years later is, you really create like a beautiful bond with people that are in the same really taxing highly emotional highly stressful uh really intense situation with you yeah and that's a i've loved that yeah that's very cool i don't have adam levine's number you know okay yeah i didn't think yeah that probably didn't i was so bummed i got off the show he maroon 5 toured to kansas city yeah and i was like i was talking to the producers yeah like, can you guys just see if he'll give me tickets yeah. <laughs> just see if he'll give me like vip back i mean
0: he was your coach, right? We've hugged, man. Yeah, yeah. He was my coach. Uh, that Super Bowl performance was unfortunate. Anyway, um, let's get to some music. Just gonna throw that in
1: there, real quick. Yeah, just real fast, just Sorry, so we can move on. <laughs> was it the nip that got you, or like what was? No, it? No, just the whole. Like you just didn't like it. Yeah, like I, it was, I, think I thought it was gaudy, man. I thought it was cool. It
0: was. That's. It's the It's a little gaudy it's like a little too god
1: dude it's fucking maroon five i know if, but if see, they this can't be gaudy, this can? is what i'm saying
0: is the like that early that first record is really great which but, one
1: songs about jane
0: yeah incredible beautiful but then after that i i'm i'm pretty
1: much out of. are you serious yeah it won't be soon before long in my opinion it's just fucking slaps dog bangers on bangers <laughs>
0: This just in: Maroon Five has got bangers. So let me I mean, ask you, good, let, let me ask you some music <laughs> questions now. Who's your favorite musician or band, or both? Like you could do and or.
1: Okay, I, for some reason I feel that this is polarizing, but right, but right now the most timeless and highest respected band, like consistently for me, has been Coldplay. Coldplay, and that is to say Chris Martin. Yeah, Bonavera is up there for me as well. Justin Vernon. Yeah. Coldplay was one of the first secular bands that I was introduced to. Coldplay, The Beatles, Muse, those were kind of my kind of introduction mm. into music.
0: Interesting. A Rush of Blood to the Head or was it, was it, uh... It
1: was X and Y X and when y, I was yeah. first introduced. It was Clocks yeah. was the song, which was the first song I ever learned how to play on the piano. Uh, and then I dove in like headfirst, went real insane with it. And then I took a break for a couple of years. And then when I came back, I was like, ah, it holds up.
0: Yeah, It's so good. What's a song that you will never forget the first time you heard it?
1: Muse, Knights, Knights of Sidonia. Oh, yeah? I was in the radio. Or I was in the radio.
2: I was in the <laughs> car listening I was to the radio. inside
1: the radio. And that breakdown on the song where Matt Bellamy is like, No one's gonna take me alive. You know, yeah. Yeah, I remember being in the car and at this point I was, you know, Jesus freak, loving, you know, going to church, you know, do it like that is to say, I really wasn't in a world of like what music is actually being created outside of your little circle. Uh, Outside of like gospel music and and praise music. And I heard that and I, I've just, I became obsessed. Yeah. What is it about the sound? What is it about that, that I can't get enough of? Yeah. That's a good song.
0: Uh, Was there a specific moment that you knew that making music would be such a big part of your life?
1: Yeah, when I was a kid, when I was really young, my brother lived in, we lived in Florida. Um, My brother lived in this like Harry Potter closet um, for some reason. He wanted his own room. He could have shared a room with me and my little brother, but instead he decided to turn a closet, like a little closet into his own room. His choice, you know, Mm -hmm. wasn't like real life Harry Potter. (laughs) And me, my older brother and my sister would go in there and we would, uh, they would have me sing verbatim along with Christian Chenoweth on the Broadway musical Wicked. There's a song on on that musical called Defying Gravity, a really beautiful song. And Christian Chenoweth, like, well, A, she's just, I don't know if you're familiar with that world at all, mm-hmm. but she's oh, yeah. incredible, incredible vocalist. Yeah. And I would match her performance just verbatim. And there's one line in the song where she holds out just sustains this insanely high beautiful note and the game that we would play is I would hold out the note as long as she did and then longer and I would see how long I could do it and Jordan and Bethany would sit there and just like cheer me on because we all (laughs) were having fun to see if I could do it yeah and something about that like you know when you have siblings and you're growing up and there's so much fighting and so much Figuring out how to be okay with people that you like at a certain point, don't like, don't like at a certain point, love, are afraid of—all of these like weird dynamics of siblings. Having having that affirmation from your from both of my older siblings that like my voice was entertaining even for them to listen to, yeah, was a huge uh, moment in my life. I don't talk about that moment very often. That's um, yeah, that's that's. That was a long time ago.
0: That's a good story. What is your musical Guilty Pleasure? Dua Lipa. What's that?
1: Come on, man. Really? I have no idea. Dua Lipa? Mm mm. Got nothing. Oh. What is that? But she's she's like a massively, massively famous pop star. Oh well see that's why I don't I don't listen to pop music really. You know Dua (coughs) Lipa probably. She did I think she was she may have been like one of the first people to hit like a billion streams on what? YouTube on like a music video. Hmm. But she has this song, I think it's like New Rules. She she hits this note in like a mixed register that I just obsess over. It's like she's very good. Um I honestly my guilty pleasures in general are is pop music because the at the level in 2020, like the level of production quality that we are able to put into like popular music right now is absolutely fascinating to me. I'm a engineering and production nerd. Yeah, I I love not to say that I'm a pro at any of that. I I aspire it's a it's something that I love, but yeah. it's not my world. But I really geek over it a lot. And um, one thing that I really hone in on is vocal chains. Basically, how did the engineer or producer handle a vocal uh like a vocal track Mm -hmm. um so compressions reverbs delays (coughs) uh, all of these all of these interesting like methods to you know chorus and all these things to like get certain elements and highlight certain elements of a voice so like Dua Lipa does that um Billie Eilish like the way Phineas handles Billie Eilish's vocal like that vocal chain is mm-hmm. so interesting to me do you know Sufjan Stevens yeah so same thing like where you hear Sufjan and you go that's Sufjan yeah. I could just hear it from the way that his voice sounds yeah um you know same with like Ben Gibbard or Connor Oberst whatever right yeah Dua Lipa that's it for sure that's it like
0: see like I would say <clears throat> mine is also pop music but mine's like like I think that Party in the USA is a good song mm.
1: it's the climb for yeah. me
0: yeah Oh, the climb, yeah.
1: <laughs> what a beautiful song, yeah. dude. At any point, but that—that that would I be considered a that, guilty pleasure. Th- be
0: like, I'm totally fine with this. I just right want now.
1: to cry and cry and cry. <laughs> just listen to that and just weep, sob. Yeah. Uh, something about you know, just Miley killing it. What's the? Have you heard the new Miley Cyrus song?
0: No, I'm checked out. I think.
1: Yeah, that that checks. Out, unless it honestly. becomes unless it
0: becomes like a huge, huge song. Like where it's like just Billie undeniable or like, yeah. Or if it's like, or like Billie Eilish, right? Yeah, like sure. even if you didn't listen to Do you have a favorite Billie Eilish song, uh, no, not really. Okay. Uh, like I just, I find all of her production and stuff that she does live really impressive
1: hey, and fascinating. You and I both worked the Billie Eilish show at record bar yeah. right before she hit. Yes, we did. I hated that opener.
0: Yeah. Oh, the opener was just like a DJ
1: and rapper is awful. I didn't appreciate, I didn't, appre- well, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast. Yeah. That's not like my, well, that's not what I'm about. Right. I really didn't enjoy, personally, I didn't enjoy that at all. It wasn't good. <laughs> that was cool, man, because yeah. we were, I mean, I was, I didn't know Billy Ish at all. I come in to run door and I'm like, why are these girls crying? Yeah. They're walking up to this mm-hmm. like girl. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was seriously like six months later, and it was, uh, bad it guy, not. bad guy was like the oh, biggest thing in
1: the world. What I remember is, yeah, I think it was a, it was weeks after that the Apple commercial came out. Oh, where yeah, where she had that one song um, uh, that was so so pretty with the little animated clip, and that was Apple's way to say. This is now who you like," yeah. he said. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We're we into it. it. Uh,
0: yeah, me and Brian, her, uh, her tour manager, are still in contact. And like, I'm, whenever they come back through town next time, I'm gonna have them on the podcast. So great. Yeah, uh, that. Yeah, that show was wild. To be then, like a few months later, be like, oh my god, why? Why was that at Record Bar? Have you had a fanboy moment uh, when you met a musical hero?
1: Do you remember when uh, Claro played at Record Bar? yes and connor oberst
0: oh it wasn't claro it wasn't claro was it, it was um it was claro it's phoebe bridgers
1: oh uh, yeah sorry you're totally right yeah so i was running door was i i was working. no i think you i think you were off that night but i was talking to you and we were, we were facing outside the hanging door out yeah and i go and some dude's voice starts singing and i go well, somebody's been listening to a little too much bright eyes yeah <laughs> and then i turn and then you turn around and you go Hey bro, that's actually Connor Oberst. Yeah. And I was like, what the
2: fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, he, was, I, he, he was
0: he was there for uh like he lives in Omaha, so it's not very far, and he and Phoebe are an item.
1: He went so. out uh, he went outside. Nobody was out there. It was just him and this dude. Yeah. Sitting in the corner of the patio. And I went out and I was at this point I think I'd already been on the voice mate, I think. I had already I think I'd already kind of
0: It was already in the works at least. Right. Yeah.
1: But I remember going out there and being like, I don't, I want to be cool. I don't want him to think I'm just a, but I want to be nice and say something. So I went up and I was just like, Hey man, I just want you to know, like your music has changed my life. And he's like, yeah, thanks. And I'm like, okay, that's all I'll leave you alone. And then I'm kind of standing there. Like I like sidestep like three steps away and I'm kind of smoking, like looking out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I should probably I'm like, "Hey, I'm sorry. You, you mind if I get a picture?" And I, like, yeah. try to make it where there like a natural conversation could happen. Yeah. And he was super super not into it. Yeah. <laughs> Real not into it. Yeah. And and I and I, I, there was this pinnacle moment I remember where I remember thinking to myself, "I don't care. Yeah. I want a picture." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it for sure. Yeah. Well, care. that was so funny cuz I
0: I remember later on in the night you had like your eyes were all watery, and you were like talking to Casey. And you're like, "I could, just, oh, I, I could drunk. die happy right
1: now." Oh, dude, so I think happy. I teared. Yeah, I teared up. Yeah, I teared up. Yeah, I. You know, I, I cry. Yeah, I cry too. So got to get it out. You just got to get it out.
0: You hear a song that's like hits you in the right way. You just if I hear something go.
1: excellent, yeah. if I hear something really good. My my eyes just water. Just they just start. <sighs> Can't help it. I'm There's not gonna I'm beauty. not gonna shame myself for that. You know. No. Why would you?
0: Grown men cry. It's fine. Somebody it's called okay.
1: me a pussy once. I think I'm still Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I'm afraid of that. I just want everybody to like me, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, let's get into these. I have I have five questions I usually end the show with. I used to call them rapid fire, but they're never rapid fire because we can go in depth into any of these questions that you would like. Okay. If you could write a song with anyone in the world, who would it be and why?
1: Do they have to be, do they have to be alive?
0: They don't have to be alive. No. If there's like someone you had specifically in mind, that's, that's gone.
1: Probably like Stevie Wonder or Mm. uh, maybe like Jeff Buckley. Oh yeah. Here's the thing is. There's a
0: Jeff Buckley song that would, that came on my Spotify the other day. And I was like, I bet Jake is super into this song.
1: I really, I really like Jeff Buckley a lot. Um, Jeff Buckley would be a little tough, just because I know it would be, would be really, really sad. It would be super shitty. It would make me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. And that, like, I think that has, I think that's, that's cool, and it would be beautiful, and I would, I would just love to kind of be there. Yeah. But I feel like Stevie Wonder, though. I would have way more fun. It'd be a more fun song. Just doing anything. Yeah. Put me on, put me just doing the haze and the yas somewhere (laughs) on this. Let me in. Yeah.
0: That'd be good. Brilliant. Those are two good choices. Thanks. Do you have a favorite video game? Oh,
1: bro. Call of Duty Mobile, dog. Oh, really? Are you on that? (laughs) No. Let me tell you something. I have never been great at video games. My little brother's been really good at video games. Yeah, Call of Duty Mobile. Everybody had to start from scratch. Yeah, no controllers. We all got to figure out how to do the thumbs on the screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I started at scratch with everybody. I'm as good as everybody. What? Yeah, which as I've never experienced that in any video game. I'm having a lot of fun. (laughs) That's good. Battle Royale. Yeah. You you get you you know you drop down on this map with 100 other people, 99 other people. And you gotta search for weapons and shit, and then you just win, dude. You win and win. Get all money. I'm good. I'm good at the game. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. What have you uh, What have you been listening to lately? Uh, I've been listening to the uh, the most recent Coldplay record, Everyday Life. Okay. I've been on that uh, lately. Uh, I think it's I think it's really really good. And then I've been uh, recently like really trying to force uh, force myself to like listen to new things. I let Spotify do their whole curated Discover Weekly stuff. Yep. I-, I just think as a musician myself, I really respect. I love being, fe- you know, when I'm featured on Discover Weekly and I see that I'm getting... Thousands and thousands of new listeners because of this I'm like right. that's because somebody has taken the time to say You know what? I know the music that I like, but I'm also gonna search for new music, right? I want to be one of those people I want to support um, You know these up-and-coming artists that are depending on some of these algorithms to um, make their money and 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 find their find their way and There's so much good music out there. Yeah, uh, I just I, I I've recently really been trying to take the time to listen to new stuff so I try to do it I try to do a mixture sometimes I just am feeling like going back you know last year was like Anderson pack year for me yeah I just couldn't get enough so you know every once in a while I'll do that and you know who else Tom Mish who's that Tom Mish is this insanely talented writer composer arranger keys player guitarist to me he's insane musician he has this album. I think the album's called "Lost in Paris." Mm-hmm. That's for sure. One of the songs on the album. I don't know that that's what it's called. But uh, if I'm cleaning, if I'm having a house party, if we're playing a game, like a card game with friends over, drinking, mm-hmm. anything that's lively and positive and super fucking groovy, yeah, I put that Tom Mish album on.
0: Yeah, find, find the name of that album really quick, and I'll, I'll run through a couple of a few songs I've been listening to. So a couple songs that just released just ri- lately that I've listened to a lot is uh, Dragon Ball Do-Rag by Thundercat, Life is a Mannequin by Shiner, Paul Malinowski, <clears throat> Run to Your Mama by Goat, which I believe Goat is a Swedish like psychedelic band, uh, HDF by Ebony Tusks, and I went back and started listening to the TV on the radio album Seeds. Um, and it's so damn good. It's like one that I I only listened to like a couple songs off of, but it's such a fantastic record. And I went back and started listening to it.
1: Wow. I, I don't know some of those. Yeah. I need to, I need to, you need to send me that list. Yeah, yeah. This Tom Mish album is called Geography.
0: Geography is the name of the and album. And it's
1: the one where he's, you know, it's got the, the yellow silhouette and the black silhouette faces in mm. front of like a star, sort of star map cool um, I'm serious from start to finish it's fantastic yeah really good yeah, really I'll, really I'll, good
0: I've been wanting to listen to some music new music so I'll get into that for sure um, have you seen anything good lately either TV or film that you would recommend
1: I'm a TV junkie yeah I watch a lot of series yeah I recently just finished uh, Peaky Blinders such a good show I'm not gonna do the thing that everybody does no fucking fighting Peaky fucking oh okay <laughs> <laughs> dude a jordan if my brother were here right now he'd do the whole he'd do the whole bit look my older brother and my younger brother accents galore yeah me something about my brain can't figure out how to shape my mouth to To say the things i can't do any of them yeah are you trying to do
0: irish and it's like jamaican
1: it's nothing (laughs) it's nothing that's the issue is there's it's definitely nothing it just turns into it's just stupid yeah it's just really dumb uh Okay, here's the show though that I'm the the one that I'm gonna pick. Um, It's on Amazon. It's called Kidding. Oh yeah, I haven't. Dude, uh, that's the Jim Carrey one, right? Yes. Yeah. Um.
0: Kind of depressing, but good. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh,
1: it it it, it's one of those. um, Let me try to describe this. It's one of the most interesting shows I've ever seen in terms of plot versus like the emotional spectrum of what like. What the content that they're covering and yeah. talking about and dealing with, versus the um, underlying energy of the show, is so so interesting. I just and that's
0: the that's the Jim Carrey one. He mm-hmm. is a uh, children's TV host, a la like a Mister Rogers or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he's got a lot of real world shit going on in his life yeah. that. Uh, it's making it a little tough.
1: At first, at first, when it came out, the first season, I was like, "Are, are we just doing another?" It was when all the Rogers things were coming out. Yeah. I was like, "Aren't there like three movies about this?" And now, is yeah. this like a blatant TV show? That's it's not. Yeah, it's totally, totally has its own world. Um, it covers some of the most real, honest human shit in ways that like really let you be with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those ones that I'll just sit there and just kind of tear up. Oh yeah. I'm that's watching. definitely it's a just, teary. You know, it's really, but it's hilarious and weird. Um, really good. There's another actor in it that I forgot his name. He, what's funny is I'm associating him with the uncle. Do you remember the uncle on the show weeds? Yeah. I, I know he's played in um, so much. Let more me look shit up, let me look up kidding really quick, <laughs> but that actor is the uh is one of the one of the main characters in the show and he and he's really really good oh
0: the uncle from weeds um uh justin kirk yeah yeah uh, he is he's uncle Andy from weeds, yeah, he is for life he will be uncle andy 'cause he is has by, he'
1: played in other things he's he totally done... done other stuff yeah. but
0: like that's his that's his like big thing, um, I remember just loving that character to death on weeds like. If it, Uncle Andy was featured heavily in an episode, I was really going to enjoy it.
1: Yeah, that show, kidding. And then the other one is um, on Disney+. Plus. There's a show called... Um, it's called, like, uh, not Real Nature. It's called... It's basically, like, Animal Planet for adults. Hmm. Where they don't, like, sugarcoat anything about yeah. the wild. Um, Interesting. I'm bummed that I have forgotten the name because I've talked about it multiple times. But it's just, like... They don't. They're not here to fucking tell yeah. you that shit doesn't kill shit. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's like, and it's it does. A, yeah.
0: Disney Plus. I'm sure if you just were on Disney Plus, you'd find it pretty quickly.
1: You know, an interesting <clears throat> combination of content on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. You know, you would think it's like Disney Plus. Like, I'm gonna send my children on this, but then on the same network, there's like, I mean, that show in particular. You know, you'll see an owl fuck up a rat or something. I don't know. Yeah. But probably not that. But. Well, you probably will. see something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh,
0: Devin and I started the show last night uh, that I've been hearing really good things about. So HBO show called The Outsider. Um, okay. Do you? It's Ben Mendelsohn is the main detective, and uh, oh god, what is his the name? No, no, I'm not finding him. He just did the show Ozark. Oh. Uh... Uh, God, Bateman, Jason Bateman. Yeah, he's like also one of the main characters. He's so good. Um, and he directs the first two episodes of The Outsider. It's it seems like very like you obviously know there's some weird stuff going on, but it's a it's like a detective thriller where child has been killed in a very small town. The detective, like they have video of of Jason Bateman, like appa- like it's him. He's he's the guy, but Jason Bateman just like that's not me. I didn't do that. So it's sort of weird doppelganger thing going on, but everything starts unraveling. Uh, we've watched three episodes of it so far, uh, but it's like there's some there's some sort of supernatural something going on, and it's written by Stephen King, so it is very
1: very good. Hey, I need to check that out. Yeah, that sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, it's very very good. Uh, first couple of episodes, I was like, holy
1: shit! I mean, do you great. remember the first like the first episode of Ozark? Yeah. By the time that ended for yeah. me, I was like, oh shit, this is amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Bateman directs this He's directs really the good. first two at least also. So and he did a bunch of the directing for Ozark as well. He's There's, been doing really well for that. He just got a he just got a um
1: Golden Globe for it. I feel like the like the quality of T V right now is It's insane. Uh, it's insane. And you know, as somebody that wants to as someone that's you know, attempting to create content the bar is high, man. Yeah. The bar is really high. <laughs> Very high. You can't high. put out shit that looks bad.
0: That's why, like, we, we started, last night, we also started the show, Avenue 5, which is also an HBO show. Um, it's got, like...
1: Do you have HBO membership, or are you doing this through, uh, like,
0: Amazon? It's on a Plex, but... On a Plex server that I'm on, but... Um, is that legal, dude? Uh, yeah. Yeah. As long as you're not paying for it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, there's a show, Avenue 5, it's like a space comedy... And the first episode's a little weak, and which is a bummer because it's got, like, Josh Gad and a bunch of these people that are actually, like, what's the guy from House? The, t- the show. Greg Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie.
1: Don't know why I said Greg. Greg I don't either. Greg, Hugh Laurie. Greg Hugh Laurie. <laughs>
0: Greg hyphen Hugh Laurie. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, Hugh Laurie is, like, the captain. And I was like, oh, this should be great. We watched the first episode. We were like,
1: hey, I saw eh. a preview for that. Yeah. It wasn't like, good.
0: We watched the first episode. We are like... Eh. is he like, trying we'll probably... to be
1: picard is he like no
0: no 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 it's very like it's sort of like really slapsticky almost oh, where yeah. like some of the joke like they're just constant jokes and like not all of them are hitting and you're just like Ugh. but
1: can i say something man i yeah. don't think snl is that funny for that very reason oh
0: yeah oh like now yeah snl isn't that great i wish it but snl wish it used were, to be man. the best
1: i wish it were but now yeah. you can go on youtube and every brain you know that yeah. wants to create slapstick sketch stuff can yeah there's some funny shit out there oh
0: yeah yeah and it was about like we'll probably end up watching another episode i always my rule is if you watch tv show you have to watch the first two episodes at least oh okay like don't quit on the pilot because sometimes the pilot is just like a proof of concept sure and then two is when they actually dig in right you know that's i think that's probably
1: a good philosophy to approach it with i can't watch anything with my girlfriend oh really why because she she'll fall asleep but you know oh, like it's yeah. her job <laughs> and i'm like babe i want to watch the show yeah this isn't about yeah you know <laughs> it's uh, you know yeah we have sucks man because now i have to now my life is i have two i live two lives yeah one you know where i stay at home alone and get you know the the good work done watch some shows right you know and then one where I pretend that I'm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> I've been watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, dude. Yeah. Getting into I'm having tons of opinions about these girls and these yeah. guys, and that's pretty fun. Yeah. Do you take your dog to the dog park at all? Do you ever <laughs> go to Barquet?
0: I have been to Barquet with Atticus, yeah.
1: Does he do well? Do you have to take him to the small. No, he does fine.
0: He just kind of minds his own business. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really. And if dogs are coming up to him, he's just kind of like, "Hey man, will you're he much play, bigger than me."
1: Will he play fetch, or do you?
0: Uh, I mean, he'll play fetch around the house and stuff, but not maybe out there. He wouldn't just because there's so much going on, right? But he's also an older dog too. He's ten, so yeah. like being out there with a bunch of dogs, isn't it? Doesn't like frighten him or anything, but he feels like, "Oh, I can go do what I want." But it, he's still like, I just want to kind of keep to myself. I don't want
1: to get mixed up in any any shenanigans any
0: nincompoopery
1: oh, nice I, in my opinion I think Barquet is one of the like one of the coolest things about Kansas City have you played there? yeah oh, and nice. you know what I did? Hmm. I was like you know was talking to talking to the guy that books it really nice guy and the guy and the you know one of the owners David is super nice as well I love them I was talking to him and you know I was like I'd like to play some music I saw you guys do live music out there I'd like to play I was like here's our rate you know I was like, I don't know if you guys, I don't know what your budget is, but, this yeah. is what you know, he's like, okay, well, we can't do that. And I was yeah. like, no problem. I was like, I'll take a, a year membership and then all my bandmates have dogs. Yeah. It's like, just give us all free memberships for a year and, and we'll do it. We're going to do it again next year. Nice. I go to Barquet all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. It's a cool pretty, spot. I get nervous sometimes, man. You know, they'll like these parents will. The, the, Dog parents. No, they'll let their children walk around. Oh, yeah. With dogs, and I'm like, that the position that puts me in is a tough position. Yeah, I don't trust my dog with your kid, dude. <laughs> and I, because if I your kid starts yanking know, on like, his tail you're or doing whatever, like yeah. my dog with your kid, yeah, I don't even trust my dog with your kid, and in, I love my dog sure more it, than your kid at face value. Obviously, yeah. I appreciate human life, you know, right. more than uh, it's you know, it's in somewhat of an objective thing, yeah. Uh, that that makes me nervous, man.
0: Insurance rates over there got to be fucking
1: huge. No, because when you go in and you say I'll pay five bucks to put my dog in there, you go, sign no a, problem. You sign a just sign this. Yep. And you say okay, and then on that bot, you know, small print
0: it says hey, if, if that you, dog something bites happens, your yeah. fucking, you know, yeah,
1: hand, off.
0: But I'm sure their insurance still they their insurance rates have got to be really high. Probably. In case something does happen, yeah, that's yeah. You know not, what we'd like you know,
1: to do? We'd like to we'd like to have a bar. And everybody in the city bring their dogs here, <laughs> because that, you know, you could paint that picture to be a pretty uh, risky just picture. Just chaos, a risky also, yeah. Fucking picture. Um, okay, I was just curious about that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I like that you asked you asked me a question. What is your favorite local eatery? I can ask you more questions. Yeah. Well, I, well, I jotted some things down on my phone. I took a couple notes. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, after I ask you this one, you can ask me your question i went
1: to snooze today snooze
0: uh, oh is that the breakfast spot yep
1: okay. i went to snooze i used to work at a snooze in colorado oh cool they fired me oh no huge bummer dude yeah i really like the company yeah really it's just cool, like breakfast man. food yeah it's so much more than that dude
2: yeah
0: like what like uh <laughs> <It's philosophy. laughs> tell me about it oh just snooze is life huh bro
1: they get awards for how little they waste Oh, really? They they trash like 3% of what they use. Hmm. Like 97% of what they use is recyclable or uh, what's the other thing? Compostable. Hmm. I respect them, dude. That's they, big. They're, yeah, they're, they're really cool. This one I don't feel like has the right energy. I think you kind of get some of that Westport it ratty kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it doesn't
0: get the Colorado energy where everybody's yeah, just really high.
1: Exactly. And you can, well, I think everybody's <laughs> really high. Just Here's has two, different, yeah. you know... A, I don't know, man. It's a different you, vibe. It's a different vibe. I think y- you can put a cool brand in Westport and you just get a little too much Westport in there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're kind of sad and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's something about that place. I love Snooze. Yeah. Not my favorite. I haven't been super impressed. I've gone three times now because my memories of it in Fort Collins were so you know, so fond. Yeah, was, I really loved it. Other than getting fired, which I was really bummed about. Yeah, that's a bummer. Never want that. Man, Hate that's to see like, it. that was a tough point in my life. That was actually the catalyst for me moving to Kansas City in a lot of ways. Oh, really? City's yeah, friendly. man, I was like, something isn't, I wasn't, I was, I was fucking around with stupid shit. I was doing, um, on this like Adderall, kind of like putting shit up my nose and stuff. Yeah. Like trying to figure out what I wanted. What and I was it trying tastes to like feel. shit. Like it just, it comes down the back of your throat. It tastes awful. I mean, you got some people disagree. <laughs> just cuz it's associated with that thing that you right. want. Yeah. You know, but it took me a minute. It took it well it took that like big thing. I got fired from Snooze and then my other job in the same day. And you're like, "Oh, fuck. I got get." Well, what I what, I, what I said was, "Oh fuck, like you got to check yourself, Jake. Yeah. What are you doing? You know? Like you got to I, I like I'm I've got cooler, bigger, more fucking inspirational shit to do than fact then try to be high all right. the time so that i can what like feel i mean i don't I think it was more of a numbing thing than a feeling thing.
0: yeah 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 you that's know? usually what that is
1: yeah but I, I i really had fond memories of that place and and uh was excited to see it in westport now i think my my favorite eatery do 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 my favorite eatery right now have you have you been to port fonda mm-hmm. for brunch uh not for brunch they have a they do a brunch every new year's day mm-hmm. that Haley and I have gone to the last two January 1st mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and uh, it's really, really incredible. And I don't know if they do that every Sunday, every weekend. I, like, for some reason, I think I it's think actually they, just a new year's be. day thing. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like, I feel like it might be a monthly thing
0: or like once a month thing. Maybe For
1: me, I haven't seen like the Mexican culture, in the culinary world breach into brunch other than like huevo rancheros or something you know like which i don't even know chilaquiles chilaquiles yeah okay maybe i'm just wrong maybe actually those two things really come together well and i think they do it in a really cool way it's i, I like i like port fonda a lot i'm working at Jacksack on the freight house right now
0: yeah that che- you taking a home buckets of cheesy corn or what um I yeah I mean yeah it's, it's, it's <laughs> the cheesy core is my favorite favorite part about it's that really good.
1: yeah I've I've seen people travel distances across the country for beans for baked beans a Jackson well yeah. yeah yeah their beans are good too they yes. got great sides there yeah uh, I've seen some I've seen some wild things
0: yeah it's barbecue man
1: so yeah I like I, I I'm proud I'm proud to be in the you know busiest restaurant in Kansas City yeah or like national global brand really where people yeah. like Kansas City barbecue. Right, you know jack sack is a big part of that I'm so I'm proud to be there I feel like I get to sling barbecue and it's like a really it's high level I mean I'm in the service industry of course I am working to create a career in music right that's something that I've always that's I'm very focused very focused on that goal mm-hmm. I'm proud to be at a place that uh, I respect that's good if I'm you know trying to do that
0: yeah that's the best way to do that because if you hate your job then
1: like what the fuck are you doing it for money yeah i was talking to Haley about that today she's a sonographer she works in the medical field she works at multiple hospitals around kansas city yeah and she just told me she's like when you work with really sick people they're horribly mean oh yeah because they're real mean yeah their life no patience yeah Yeah, they're just real mean because at this point they're just like you're in the for some reason they have it in their mind that this worker is in the way of my health or something like that and i feel real bad for her because she she loves what she does and then you know, people kind of ruin it. It weighs on you, yeah. I don't know if I could do that. It just, it, it yeah, it, like P, I, I wouldn't P, be able to do You it. know, just like you know, kind of grow, you know, I have a lot of respect for people in the medical field. Man, they work their, they work so hard.
0: I have issues when um, boomers yell at me at work. So at record bar. So when I you mean, say boomer, I just mean
1: you mean like okay boomer? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty. Scary. They're usually
0: the worst people. Like, sure. uh, I mean, I young people, young I... people can be really bad too, but it's most of the time that you're like, man,
1: fuck that person.
0: They're all 50 or older.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And you're like, that person is a fucking dickhead.
1: Is it, do you find it's like Karens? Like, is that? Oh yeah. It's Karens.
0: There's a lot of Karens or there's people that, um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of Karens. It's a lot weird, of, weird, um, that's... it's yeah. a lot of, uh, of people that just expect that they've like they've paid for a a service or what have you so whatever is in their mind about that service should that's exactly what should be done even though that's not stated or done or what have you like it's usually door times that's what makes them freak out like for some reason they see seven o'clock on the website so they think that oh well doors must be at six even though nowhere
2: on the website or anywhere does it say six so excited they just show up at six
0: and they're like i can't i can't get in right now and you're like no what are we supposed to do what do we do i'm like i don't know it says seven o'clock right here
1: kick rocks dog
0: yeah and then it it becomes a whole thing there's a couple of i had a couple issues recently with them but usually yeah usually it's it's not that big of a deal and people go oh okay but there's just some people that are like no I think it should be six o'clock. I should be inside right now. I was like we're not Do even open. When I got
1: berated and yelled at from the uh, owner of that pizza shop? Oh yeah, that's closed now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been closed. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not going to yeah. say I'm happy about that. I thought they had. Oh, I'm pizza. happy about it. Okay, yeah, they yeah, suck. Fuck them, <laughs> dude. I was at Record Bar last <laughs> yeah. night and I got a I got that Thai pizza. Oh yeah. Peanut sauce. Yeah, it's delicious. The first think, time. But peanut sauce, garlic, broccoli, red. What is it? Red onion, chicken. Uh, uh there's chicken. <laughs>
0: Carrots—it's like the first time I'd ever had carrots or broccoli on a pizza—and I was like, "This is awesome."
1: So I got that, and my little buzzer went off. So I went to the window to pick it up, mm-hmm. and while I'm picking it up, uh, the guy in the back hands uh, tater tots to this woman next to me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she looks at the tater tots and goes, "Uh, they're supposed to have cheese," and hands <laughs> it back to him. He goes, "Okay," and grabs it. Yeah. She looks at me and goes, "I this I've been I, I've been waiting a month." I'm never coming back here and like looks at me and I just, I was like, I don't care about you or your experience. <laughs> like you're like, I can tell that if you're being mean to a yeah. human person because your tater tots are wrong. Um, I don't know, man, we're doing two different things. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's just service industry stuff. That stuff happens all the time. I'm sure you get some of that at Jack stack a little
1: bit. You know what? So 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 few and far in between yeah that's the breath of fresh air man i've worked at some i worked at some pretty let me tell you something about the olive garden in independence missouri oh, let me tell you something God. about that place no let's not right <laughs> so being at jack sack you know yeah. I'm, I'm i'm in into in, like i'm working with professionals people that are traveling all over the world coming into try kansas city barbecue yeah. we get a lot of really positive cool yeah because people, cause people are they're,
0: excited they're so
1: pumped yeah you know olive garden it's like I, I you know i don't even want to talk about that no.
0: I, I we yeah service industry it's, it's
1: it weighs on you you know and i think my my the key for me has been recognizing just you got to take you you can't work more than you can work for your mental health yeah if you just if you're if you're if your person is suffering because you're working so much and getting burnout out on people it's not fucking worth it yeah figure out a side hustle or figure out how to cut your expenses killing yourself and ruin and like ruining your time bro the life of the universe man like we're gonna die like that right so we don't i don't have time to be miserable right ah i get i get so worked up
0: what are uh what are some of these questions you had for me yeah yeah it's Um, uh we've never had this happen before this first time folks
1: yeah i was taking i was taking i was just jotting down some notes that i had let's see here uh pooping etiquette um, oh, pooping etiquette. Do, can you spell etiquette? Let's start with pooping etiquette. Okay. This is specifically <laughs> being with your like uh, girlfriend. You guys oh, are oh, engaged, yeah, yeah right? Uh, no, we're not engaged. Pooping yet. etiquette in your relationship. A, my question is: is firstly, how did it become to be defined that the way that it is now? And second, and and maybe answer it in the other order. But how is it defined now? Um. So.
0: Devin should be fine with me talking about all this. Sure, that's stuff to us is just like we talk about farts and poop and all that stuff all the time. You'll just take fine. a
1: shit right there, door open.
0: Uh, depending on how bad it is, <laughs> yeah. But if we like, if the other person knows how bad it's gonna be, gonna, the door is gonna, 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 gonna get closed. be like, and like usually, like we'll just walk in and start talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be if the door is closed, maybe don't. Because it, it's probably you're probably your uh, nose is going to get offended.
1: Makes me really uncomfortable, man.
0: It makes oh you're oh pooping in front of somebody makes I'm you uncomfortable. Really,
1: really shy about it. Shy pooper. I, I've been with Haley for more than a year. Yeah, and I just I'm I'm su- i made super uncomfortable. Yeah, I really just want to close the door. I no I no I no I want a soundproofed chamber. <laughs> that's in that's stories underground yeah by myself i don't want to hear anyone i don't want to think anyone's waiting yeah i don't i want i don't i want loud fans and noises yeah i get real uncomfortable about it yeah i mm. don't like i wish i envy those people that were like yeah man it, that took shit and the guy next to me was yelling at me <laughs> He's like, but i didn't you care. envy those people yeah dude because they're free yeah. <laughs>
0: They're free to poop free, the way they want. They're
1: free, man.
0: Well, that's a good question. Uh, I'm glad you brought that one up. Maybe i was just going to work that into my uh, my five questions I ask at the end um, all the time.
1: Uh, the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. How do yeah. you feel about this?
0: Well, I feel like the the Pacifico virus is probably going to taste a little better. It has more flavor. <laughs> uh, but the Modelo virus you that is out. a little... No. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not that... I'm not that worried about it. Sure, I'm just not that worried about it. I think
1: it's a conspiracy
0: until it like until it's like here and happening. Then we can and it's like second touching close case today, dude. Close like way closer to home. Yeah, but it's also like not everybody is dying from it. It's like you know, not only that. In yeah, fact,
1: yeah. very very few, few people, people. <laughs> are dying from it. So it's like
0: yeah, oh man, it sucks. But
1: I think it's a yeah. conspiracy to get us to cut our beards, man. I saw. Oh, you saw d- that. This fake yeah. news. That was fake news. Really? Yep. The CDC Facebook, thing? Facebook
0: went through and was like, no, that's not real. Good for Zuck. I'm yeah. glad that he did <laughs> Good for that. Zuck, man. He's failing at a bunch of other stuff. He's but... putting that together. Yeah.
1: Um, 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 so I released this album, this EP Sunday morning yeah. on uh, uh, DistroKid. It's mm-hmm. the... Uh, the digital distribution company that we use puts it on itunes Spotify, all that stuff. company that you send your files to and all the information and they send it to everybody else Mm -hmm. so one of the things that i was really important to me on this ep was to give credits to everybody that contributed yes um so i was looking at all of the credit options you know they'll do a drop down menu on the song who wrote the song who produced it i mean i'm talking at least dozens and dozens and dozens of credits that you really wouldn't think about right bro they have a drug dealer credit. What? You can credit your drug dealer. On, like... On on your album. Like, on your album. So I did. Dish I te- drug <laughs> I texted him. I was like, hey, hey man. can I? Di- can I... I was uh... like, can I... Do you mind? And he was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs>
0: what an odd thing. That's what like, I thought, You would man. think it would be
1: in, I'm like... I'm hoping that it's not a different thing and I've just totally implicated myself in something that I totally didn't need to. Man, I, uh, that's
0: really good, though. So, but you would think that would be in like the thanks portion of the album. Remember, in the back of CDs and stuff, it would be like thanks. It would be like thanks, and it's just like it's usually like thanks. people's families and and things like that. But then it starts getting down to like friends, and like then you see somebody like yeah. T book thanks to T Boogie, yeah. Thanks to thanks to this person, for thanks to that person, there for me. Yeah. 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 And then like and thanks to to Tom for the stuff, and that's how you knew what you sort of knew what that was, but it wasn't. Blatantly said, "This is my drug dealer," but that's good. Yeah,
1: yeah, they have it now, and I don't know how recent <laughs> it is, but I just thought that was, um, I thought that was really special, you know, that we got to do that, and
0: yeah, it'll hopefully it'll, uh, you know, build his empire. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> help,
1: gr- help him grow. I hope that he has. Yeah, I hope that he really. Uh, so yeah, so the only other things that I have, let's see, I said, let's see, flip flop insult. That's a story that I don't, you know, a record bar a door guy. 've got we have plenty of stories I'm sure they come out all the time on the podcast so we don't need to well what what, what is to. what is it what were what, what you like Well the question what I was gonna pose was like what are some of the craziest we kind of talked about some kind of crazy people I have one particular story where I had to kick a guy out uh, for smoking cigarette inside yep. blatantly inside the building yep. who got real he was he was he was he He's was real upset angry with me yeah you know he literally said I thought you were really cool.
0: it's like i I am really cool man but you're being a dickhead you're
1: fucking smoking in our nice establishment This is a really pretty place man like you don't have to do that yeah um
0: yeah yeah there's a ton of those kind of things
1: uh, record bar i feel like is known for just being so inviting so pleasant like the energy there is always so especially and i think the staff is hugely a part of this you're a huge part of this like you're just general positive energy thank Uh, you I it's just, not always that, but thank you. Well, I mean, just a vast majority of the time. <laughs> yeah. Have you, do you, um, have you had anybody like legitimately aggressive?
0: Uh, yeah, we actually had a, uh, uh, a person who was very drunk, who was a plus one of somebody on the guest list for the show Dreamers. Shoot. Uh, they're like a touring artist. I think they're on Capitol or something like that. But, uh. He got there and he he did some weird stuff where he was like he was like he got in between the stanchions of the stairs by the TM and I and was like the
1: stanchions what's that This st- it's just
0: like the little ropes that we have roped off so oh, people can't right. go up the stairs I wouldn't have known that word yeah and he uh, he goes uh, I'm taking video for management blah 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 I'm like dude I don't I don't know you and I've been here all day and this is the TM and he doesn't know you so you need to get out from over here and he goes what are you serious it's like
2: yeah. yeah
0: so he leaves and he and he keeps like. He's feeling really weird, and so I keep asking people all around that he's been like over and kind of talked to him. I'm like, who who is this guy, and why and what is he doing here? Like, everybody, no answer for me really. Yeah. That's so, not good. then later he gets very drunk. He gets uh, he gets kicked out because he tries to get up on stage. I grab him, pull him off stage. No shit. Uh, I ask him, I'm like, you just gotta go, man. And he goes, okay. And so he leaves, and he goes and sits outside on one of those like little planter boxes out there, yep. and he's just talking on the phone. He tries to come back in a couple of times, and says, no, man, you're you're not allowed back in here. And he goes, oh, okay. But this guy has like some serious issues, and is like seriously intoxicated. You think there was and,
1: like a mental health thing, or you think uh, just, yeah. Like, so
0: like he he then uh, later came onto the patio. Well, when it started raining, and he was talking on his phone. I'm like, hey, man, like I know you're just coming on here to. It's raining, but you need to step back off the patio because you've been kicked out. Oh shoot! So he steps back off the patio. He's talking on the phone. Then he comes back on the patio with the phone and says, "Is like talking to his friend about something." He's like, "Uh, I know you have it," and then he drops the n-word with the a on the end and i'm like dude you have to get the fuck off the patio now like this is just
1: a white dude yeah it's i'm just... like you have
0: to get off the patio you can't say that kind of stuff so then he starts calling me a jew and like saying wow. i have a yarmulke on my head and like it's getting very racist You're like, that's. i was like bad dude i was that's like fun. dude come on man and so like like just i kidding. chase him off the patio i'm like you need to like go away like you can't be near our patio you need to go like far away dude. and then so he like comes at me and like attacks me basically Seriously, Ducks his head down, tries to tackle me. And I, I start choking him. And uh, I'm like choking him pretty hard. And he lands on top of me. So Aaron and Colin and everybody come running up. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, no, nope, Chris got it. Because oh. I was choking him. <laughs> and he was just right. like bracing his he's, arms. Yeah, and he goes, I, was, I said something like, I mean, we could keep doing this or you could just go home. And I'm like, what do you want to do? And he goes, I want to go I want to go home. I, go home. Yeah, I was like, true. okay. So I let him go everybody else stands him up and then as soon as he gets up he swings at me seriously yeah swings and connects the the side of my face he hit you. i turn my head because i'm i'm not drunk i'm fully aware of what's happening so he barely touches the side of my face and i turn my head and he follows through into that giant light pole outside record bar and he goes
1: boom hitting the light pole with his fist yeah
0: it's the only time somebody has ever tried to like there's been there's been guys that like were trying to get me to do something like they would like shove me with their shoulder right. and like be like cuz they're waiting for you to do something cuz if you swing on them then they can do whatever they want basically and it's sort of the same kind of thing in the doorman in the doorman world like you don't put hands on anybody if but somebody so, swings at right. you then you like Free range. yeah
1: well that's what I was going to ask is at that point you probably legally had total it would have been totally okay for you to like, I punched fuck him, the I guy. punched him
0: in the side a couple times punched him in the stomach just like, man, just like a, just to like that? give them a few. And
1: then some people that's so you know just like the words we use. Man, is like that's so rude to like. Yeah. it's like man, yeah. you're being so rude. Yeah, it I was awful. But that's like the that. only
0: times we've like like I said, I've had some people like want me to do something so that they could do something. But like that's not like I've never had anybody like that. You know but what I appreciate it was wild. about the record? and that's four years, four years basically. That and we that's You've the first time. Years? That's the first time I've ever been attacked or
1: hit. Bro, compared to some spots in Kansas City. Right, yeah. Got, I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. You're in such a great position. At, yeah. I I have I record bar, you know, I just think is one of a kind awesome venue in Kansas City. Well thank you. You know what I love about Record Bar is they have the breathalyzer in the back. In the back. Put for a couple quarters in, dude. Wait, it's for, for firefighters?
0: Yeah, it's a for uh, Fallen Firefighters fund.
1: Well what, what so, do you mean it's for that? So uh, Oh, that's where the quarters go. That's
0: where the quarters go, yeah.
1: That's badass. I was using yeah. it just as a, can I drive home?
0: Yeah, can I drive home and who can get the high score? That's usually what's used for. Those
1: were, I've done that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've done that too. Do you think it's pretty accurate? It's a pretty nice one. Yeah. I think every bar, I think every bar should in America should be required to have a breathalyzer in, uh, in there. That's smart. I mean, it doesn't mean people are going to abide by it. But. Like let's, well, my thing is like, let's give people the, op. let's treat people as if they want to be responsible yeah not that they're trying to evade responsibility yeah let's give them the resources that they need to be responsible i don't think anybody wants to drive home but this fucking guy who's drunk as shit like I can drive it's like maybe at that point a number saying you can't drive wouldn't mean anything to him but like maybe it would yeah maybe it'd be like no like no Cameron no Kyle whatever yeah like Kyle mostly yeah Kyle I didn't want to Kyle that makes me feel bad because I know so many great Kyles but yeah Kyle yeah. like no man you can't and yeah. here, and here's why blowing this straw yeah well Jake thank you for coming on man this Chris, has this been has a been lot of fun blast, right yeah it's so fun this is my this is my debut podcast oh this is your
0: first one
2: I love dude um, I think you did
1: pretty good thanks man
0: well thank you for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you soon